Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to Calvary Live. Such a delight and blessing to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this last Tuesday of June. This is the 28th. And so I invite you to call in at that number you just heard at the top of the show. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And that will get you to me where you can give your prayer requests or you can ask your questions. And I am here to take you to the Word of God to answer your questions the best I know how and to pray with you and encourage you. And this is the show. This is the program where you, the listener, this is really your program. You get to call in and and, uh, be ministered to in any way that we can and serving you, answering your questions and praying for you. So please, we've got all open lines. Call in uh, as you have time. Grab one of those open lines early because as the show goes on, it can fill up. And I want to be able to talk to as many people as we can today. And so give me a call. All open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call number for you to call in and talk to me here on the show on this 28th of June I do want to welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM along the Front Range of Colorado into southern Wyoming. Also, those who are listening many stations uh, across the nation on Radio by Grace. You two are listening live. We're so glad that you are now part of our Calvary Life family. Uh, many calls. Uh, I was thinking yesterday from Florida and Georgia and from Alabama, Mississippi, so glad to talk to you guys. So give me a call, Arkansas as well. And and it's a tremendous blessing to talk to you guys uh, in different parts of the country. And also want to just uh, welcome everyone who's listening online, people from all over the country, wherever you're at. You can call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And we want to remind you, those of you, a uh, big part of our listening audience is those who are week delayed, that means that you can just call and we'll talk and then you can listen to it next week on your radio network that you're tuned into. But that is Hope FM, Truth FM, and Higher Rock Radio. So give me a call. All open lines right now and love to talk to you and so delighted to be with you on this day. There's another number in which you can uh, ask a question or a prayer request. Most of you know. 720-336-0897. That's a text line. To remind you, that's a 24-7 text line that you can text in a prayer request. And the um, prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, uh, will be looking at those prayer requests, praying for you. As we have time during this hour, and the hour goes by quickly, uh, I just want to be able to uh, take those and to pray with you, and so we invite you to text in a question as well if you have one. If that's better for you, 720-336-0897. So put those two numbers in your contacts. That's the text line I just gave to you. And then the call-in number to get um, uh, 
on the show and, and talk with me or the host in any time, Monday through Friday. That's 303-690-3000. And so um, just give me a call. Got a couple open lines. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. So delighted. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. We find ourselves in the midst of summer. I pray that you're doing well and and love to just bless you during the time that we have together um, during this hour. So two open lines. We'll just go to Chris and Fountain. Hi, Chris. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Awesome. Love you, brother, and thank you for all your dedication to the Holy Father and the Holy Son. I have a question, if I may, please, about uh-huh. uh, when uh, the Messiah says, uh, no graven images, have no graven images. And uh, during, says it in the Ten Commandments, uh, I was wondering, why do most churches, Christian churches um, as well as Catholic, have graven images um, when it says plainly not to? I just well, I want to know uh, your your spill on that. Yeah, and I think you're asking a good question because does that mean that we can't have any image uh, of Jesus, a picture? People have asked me, can I have a picture of Jesus in my house? Is that a graven image? You know, other people have statues or things like that. I think where we need to be careful is in the Ten Commandments that the Lord says, have no other gods before me. And then you shall not make for yourselves a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above and on earth beneath. And so how far do we take that? Does that mean that that I can't have a picture of Jesus in my house or, you know, something in the church? Um, I think that where you need to be careful is that you're not bowing and worshiping those things, that you're not looking to those things, praying to those things. In the Old Testament, when the Lord told the children of Israel don't have carved images, you know, don't um, have those things that uh, the Canaanites had, the the other nations are worshiping, and they would worship those carved images. You have today that those who will go in and they'll, they'll worship at a statue, kiss the statue, um, you know, they'll, those who will worship at uh, a temple before an image. Those are clear understandings that we're not to do that. Um, but, you know, can we have a picture? Well, as long as you're not worshiping it. But, you know, here's the thing, Chris, and you're asking a good question, because what about things that can be an idol in our lives, but necessarily we don't look at it and say it's a graven image? What about, you know, um, uh, you know, something that we just give so much attention and uh, it really becomes an idol in our life? We need to be careful of those things. So um, I think the important thing is that we're not bowing to those things. We're not praying to those things. We're not looking at those images of, um, you know, this is what I'm going to put in my house because it brings some kind of protection or whatever. In the Old Testament, they had problems with that. They would make um, these images, and you read the book of Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, the prophets. In Isaiah, I say, you know, telling verse after verse, the foolishness of worshiping these images that God had warned them in the Ten Commandments and in the wilderness wandering, do not worship these because they were worshiping them. You make something out of wood. You make something out of stone. It has hands, but it can't do anything. It has eyes. It can't see. It has ears. It can't hear. How foolish it is because 
we believe in a God that is eternal, and we believe in a God that, you know, God is spirit, and we're not to be given to those grave, in, graven images that are false gods. So I think that really is the gist of what is being told to us. Well, awesome, my brother. I love you, and I thank you again for your dedication and uh, sincerity to loving the Holy Father and doing the work of a uh, saint to the Most High. And um, I'm praying for you, brother, and will you please pray for me? I'd love to do that, Chris. And, and hang on, I'm going to pray for you. I just want to say it's so good to hear from you guys down in Fountain. I grew up in that area, and um, I went to school, lived in Whitefield for a long time. So it's a tremendous blessing to me that Grace FM gets down in that area, Fountain, and uh, down in that area of, uh, you know, El Paso County. So uh, keep calling, keep listening, pass the word around about Grace FM. And Lord, we thank you for Chris. I thank you for him calling for this good question, because we don't want to be given to graven images um, to where, uh, Lord, we're worshiping them, we're looking to them, some kind of uh, power that's in them or uh, whatever. They're just made of clay. They're made of stone. They're made of um, metal, uh, whatever it may be, wood. Uh, but, Lord, uh, we believe in you, and we give our worship to you in every way. And we know that a, a graven image may be something that we just worship, uh, a, a car, a boat, uh, you know, a home, whatever it may be. We don't want those things to be the priority over our devotion to you and our worship to you. So, Lord, I thank you for Chris. I pray you bless him, help him to keep growing in the Word, uh, and I pray that you keep him just close to you, and, Lord, just fill him with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. You have a blessed day. Thanks for calling, Chris. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Okay, we had full lines, but now we got an open line. When somebody hangs up, you know at least one line is open. So 303-690-3000 is the calling number. You know, one of the other things, too, that um, we, you know, when it comes to graven images is that when we see images, and, and it, it may be, you know, things that we're taking in, pulling up things that we shouldn't be looking at and uh, all the carnality and things like that, you know, it really sticks in your head. And, so we want to be careful of those things and make sure that we're worshiping the Lord and uh, that we are ones that we hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So we got uh, an open line, 303-690-3000, call in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Richard and Thornton. Hi. Richard, you're on Calvary Hi. Live. God bless you. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I, I got kind of like a, a little uh, uh, premonition or something I'd like to say. Uh, I think the scripture's in Matthew. I'm not quite sure of the, the address, but uh, the, the, the guys are coming in asking Jesus what his problem was that, uh, that they've been out healing in his name and prophesying in his name and and uh, Jesus says uh, something to the effect of, uh, get out of here, I, I didn't know you. But actually, I think Jesus did know them. He knew why they were doing that, them healings and what their attitudes were and how, how they were playing around with it. And it was those guys that didn't know Jesus. 
And uh, yeah, Jesus and knows everything. I, and they yeah. didn't know Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so, with that being said, I'd like to ask you to pray for me. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that's in Matthew chapter 7, towards the end of um, the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount was the longest teaching that we have recorded of Jesus. And and he said that many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonderful uh, works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So they were right. ones that they claimed to know Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus. And I think right. the key in that is that Jesus said, you know, I, I you know, didn't know you. There was no relationship that was there. So it's it's a warning just because somebody who claiming to do the works of Jesus, uh, because he's saying this after he says that you will know them by their fruits, but there's no relationship. And and um, and that's an amazing verse. The other side um, that um, Richard, that I want to just, you know, for the sake of our listeners, if I I've had people that emailed me and said, well, I was told that Jesus has to know me. They love the Lord, they're saved, and then they're in question, well, you know, because they base everything on performance. So we want to keep it in context what Jesus is saying, and it's in that context of what, you know, we're talking about, that there is no relationship. It's it's those who um, claim that as they're doing these works, but Jesus said, you practice lawlessness is what you do, and there's no relationship with him. But Father, I do want to pray for Richard. I want to pray that... um, that you would uh, just minister to his body, to the arthritis that he has. I thank you that he's studying the Word, but Lord, I pray for just your mercy and grace to be upon him, to relieve the pain, to help him. Lord, um, there's nothing that uh, that is too difficult or you don't care about, whether it's arthritis or whatever aches and pains that, that Richard has or any of us have. So I pray for Richard. I just pray that you bring relief and strength to him, and Lord, continue to grow him in your word. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks. Thank you. You bet. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Richard. You Appreciate you. You bet. Bye-bye. God bless you. 303 690 is the call in number. So we got an open line. So grab one of those open lines. We got plenty of time. We're just getting started. Here in the show, text line 720-336-0897. That's the text line, so love for you to text. You know, just the last call, uh, people sometimes will call, and they're very upset, you know, um, and concerned about that. And Jesus, it's interesting, said many in that day will say, but I think the main thing to remember is that Jesus said, I didn't know you. Um, and people have taken that, and they have twisted that, to mean that you know you, you know, Jesus has to know you well he knows us and he he knows everything about us but is there a relationship with Jesus coming in faith and knowing him and being born again by the spirit of God and uh so it it's definitely a very sobering verse but we want to keep it in context and not use it to scare people uh it is a warning God's warnings are for our benefit and for us to come to him and look to him and I'm glad he gives us warnings like that in his word. So, hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. The call-in number, we got a couple open lines, 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to our men, uh, Armando in Las Vegas. Did I say that right, Armando? Uh, yeah, Armando, oh. yeah. 
Armando. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I guess to preface all of this, uh, I haven't been saved that long, maybe like eight months. And um, I feel like I'm, I was doing really well in the Lord. And I, I, I messed up. I messed up. And me messing up could send me back to prison. Now, okay. initially, I was very, um, you know, I had a broken heart, but not because I broke God's heart, but because of the possible consequences. Right. And now that I've had some time to kind of, you know, think about it, I I want to be freed from addiction, and mm-hmm. and no lo- and no longer struggle with lust. Um, but I'm having trouble because I don't know how to, I feel like I've fallen out of grace and I, I don't know how to get back into it. Right. And I know it's not about works, but I, I feel like I have to do something that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I was calling to yeah, see it does. what, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. And you know, what you're feeling is just the heaviness of sin and, and the consequences and, you know, you came to Christ um, several months ago, and I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, how do I get back to that grace? Because we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's not of works. It's the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. And you yourself know it's not by works. But now that, you know, you have, you're mentioning addictions and lust and, um, you know, perhaps consequences of something that happened, um, you know, you're you're struggling right now. How do I get back to that grace? And I was thinking about Colossians chapter 2, where um, Paul really is emphasizing in that chapter, he's emphasizing that it isn't legalism, uh, it, it's not carnality, uh, but it's Christ. It's Christ alone. And he says, therefore, as you have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in him. We received him by grace, and so he wants us to continue to walk in that grace. And I think that for us, it is a continual, you know, Lord, I need your help. I I need your help to be free from this addiction, be free from the lust, from the things that I struggle with. And there's some practical things that you can do. It's, you know, reading your Bible. It is listening to Christian music, being in a church where you have fellowship with other believers and particularly men that are going to encourage you. But it's a battle, isn't it? It is a battle every single day, and for some it's as tougher than others. But to continue to call out to the Lord and know that he loves you and know that he wants to do this work in you, and day by day, moment by moment, hour by hour, that you're just depending on him, looking to him, and just as you've received him, continue to walk in that. And and what happens is is we end up magnifying or focusing on the carnality and sin rather than focusing on him. So renew your mind, you know, in, in the spirit. Hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, the scripture says, that we're to walk in the spirit, not walk in the flesh. But know this, that there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That word now means today for you, for you, Armando, for you to know that he loves you and that you have come to faith, you're to continue to walk in that, but to continue to call out to the Lord. 
get the support that you can from other Christians. It's so important that we be in fellowship. And you may be. Um, I don't know your situation. Um, but for you to continue reading your Bible, listening to Christian music, because there's so much junk out there in the world to hold us captive, uh, so much junk out there in the world that invades our minds. And that's why we're told over and over again that don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So, you know, it's just walking hour by hour with him and just, you know, accepting that you're forgiven and that God has called you to holiness. And here's the thing, Armando, he never calls us to do something that that he can't give us the strength to do. And it's still a battle and the flesh wears its ugly head, and the enemy comes against us and condemns us. You know, that's the great battle. It's the flesh, the enemy, the world. Uh, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And um, and I just want to encourage you, listen, don't give up. I think what happens is that a lot of guys, that you know, they're struggling with addictions, they're struggling with carnality, sin, and they think, I'm such a spiritual waste, God doesn't love me, you know, I might as well just give up. Don't give up, okay? You keep looking to him and calling out to him. And you keep just looking to that grace and love that he has and know that he desires, you know, you identify with Christ. Don't identify with the sin every hour. Don't identify with all of that. You identify with Christ and you walk in his grace just as you've received him. And I think that you're going to see that he's going to lift your heart up and um, and begin to do that work. Um, because even as Romans chapter 6 says that, you know, we walk in the newness of life. We walk in a resurrected life. And he says, you know, yield your body over as the instrument of righteousness. Reckon it to be so. And so every yeah. time, you know, does this please the Lord? I am not going to look at this. To make those determinations, get rid of those things, you know, that yeah. cause you to stumble. And we're just going to pray for you and that you get the encouragement, you get the support that you need, and that the Lord really touches your heart and begins to, you know, really grow you and minister to you. But don't give up. Don't don't give up and th- think that God's done with you. He's not done with you. And um, and it will be a battle. And But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Father, I Amen. pray for Armando. I just pray that that you would just be with him as he, you know, he's be, being very honest. And that's what you want. You want us in the honesty of our hearts to come to you. But Lord, I hear his brokenness, that he doesn't want to be in the addictions. He doesn't want to be lusting the consequences of what may happen um, that may send him back to jail. Lord, we just pray that you would work all that. But he would know this, that he can trust you and he can rest in your love. And, Lord, that you would minister your grace and love to him, that just as he's received you, that he would continue to walk in you. And, Lord, just free him from the addictions. Free him from those things that are just pulling him down. And uh, and to know that you love him, you want to do that work, help him to walk in the Spirit, renew his mind in the Spirit, and hold every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So I pray for your working and touch upon him in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Praying for Thank you, brother. You. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. We're here to pray for you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay, brother. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
It is hard. It is hard. You know, the world around us, there's so much junk. And uh, we've really considered this in our study on Sunday morning um, that, you know, here came Babylon, take Daniel and his, you know, the choice man of Judah away. And Daniel had determined, you know, not to defile himself. And and it, it's an amazing story, that narrative of the first six chapters, how Daniel was dedicated to the Lord and he found favor with the Lord. Um, but, you know, to come to that point of, uh, I don't want to be taken captive by Babylon because that's what Babylon is all around us, trying to take us away captive, um, trying to take our children away captive. There's so much carnality and, and things that are around us that bombard us every single day. And we need to be ones that we are, you know, focusing on the Lord and that we are in the word of God and that we are seeking him all the time. And um, being in fellowship with others that are going to be there to encourage us and pray for us and for God's working um, to renew our minds in the things of the Lord. And so um, if you need prayer, please give me a call. I believe we got all open lines is what I see. And so I'd love for you to call. And um, got plenty of time. We started out with full lines, but uh, now they're all open. So give me a call at 303 690 is the call-in number. Got plenty of time in the show. The text line is 720-336-0897. While I got a little bit of time, just want to uh, remind you of a couple things. Some of you are coming up to the Greeley Stampede during this week. And so if you have time, stop by the church. Love to meet you. Let us know that you're listening to the show. You listen to our radio program on Grace FM. Love to meet you. So just an in, in invitation for people all along the Front Range and into southern Wyoming uh, that are coming for the Greeley Stampede during this time. I'd love to say hello to you. And then um, also our Sunday morning services. We are going through Daniel's book, and we are in the prophecies of Daniel, the second half of the book. Amazing prophecies and very relevant for us today. And so we invite you to come if you're in the area of Greeley, calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's all one word, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And you can listen to the library, the studies of Daniel. You can listen to his live stream. We have three morning services, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. So we'd love for you to come out to that study. And it's amazing. The things that we're seeing going on around us in the world, um, it all speaks of where everything is headed. And that is headed to where the Lord's going to come for his church and then eventually come and establish his kingdom. Daniel talks a lot about that, what's going to happen as it relates to Israel. We're in that section. Uh, just amazing what has taken place. So um, just love to uh, be able to um, just continue to, to to bless you with the study of the book of Daniel. So join us for that in person or online for our live stream. Just got a call from somebody from a correctional facility for a prayer request request for wisdom and uh so lord you know who called you know this one from a correctional facility and lord i thank you that we're reaching them and you know who it is praying for wisdom what they need and i pray that you would just uh, give them that wisdom uh, godly wisdom and lord guide them direct them be a voice behind them saying this is the way walk in it and i pray that um that you they would as they seek you receive peace that um rules in their hearts and to hear the still small voice of the Lord, to receive uh, just wisdom from your word. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen 
and amen. James says if we lack wisdom, we're to go to him, and he'll give it to us liberally. We ask in faith. He wants to give us wisdom, and um, and I know that many of you perhaps that you need wisdom, you need discernment, you need prayer. So give me a call. We've got all open lines right now. We're going to go to break. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. But grab one of those open lines, and it's the only break of the show. You hear the music. And so we'll be right back on the other side of the break. So grab that phone. Give me a call. Hear Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley to answer your questions and to pray with you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs, the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So glad to be with you on this Tuesday. Um, Such a blessing for us to be together Pray that summer's going well. The year's almost half over. It's hard to believe uh, when June's over here in a couple of days. Uh, the year's half over, six months, and then we go into the second half of the year. And it seems like the second half goes quicker than the first half. But I pray you're doing well. Um, you know, it reminds me of what Ephesians says, to redeem the time for the days are evil. And they are. They're dark. And time goes by so fast. I guess the older I get, the faster it goes. We want to be used of the Lord. We want to be light and salt. We want to be a blessing to others. So uh, we're here on Calvary Live to encourage you in any way that we can to pray with you, talk with you. So give me a call. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. We are going to go to Ben and Elizabeth. Ben? Hello? Ben? Hey, Ben, yeah. you're on Calvary Live. Hey, thanks for calling. I'm good. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm doing great. So I I had a little uh, suggestion for Armando. Um, I I repented, I'm going to say, 14 years ago uh, for my sin. But what's really helped me through is um, Pastor Ed kind of taught me that and Pastor Dave. But, you know, if you memorize a certain scripture, that way when you're not by your Bible, you're not by anything that is positive or part of another member of the church or whatever, uh, right. to memorize Psalm 27 or Psalm 23. And every time I get attacked now, I kind of, even if I am busy and I can't recite the whole psalm, I'll just say, the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my shepherd, whom shall right. I fear, you know? And that yeah. kicks Satan away right away, 99 times out of 100 and less. Uh, there's other people that are distracting me, but if I just stick on that, if I don't have my Bible and I just start saying Psalm 23, yeah, I, mean, I, I go free right away, and that might help him uh, quite a bit. Okay, ben, 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 you're kind of breaking up. But you know what you had to say was because um, your your phone's going out and breaking up. But what you have uh-huh. to say is is very practical, and that's part of renewing your mind, with, you know, in the spirit. 
memorizing scripture is, is so important. Like you said, it helped you. And we're not always around Christian brothers. We're not always at church. We don't always have a Bible with us. So the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And to be able to recite that scripture, it does something to us. It it cleanses us. You know, and Jesus said to his disciples that you're cleansed by the the Word that I give to you. Um, Paul talks about being washed with the water of the Word. And, you know, during the day, we get the dust of the world, the dirt of the world, and it's important for us to to have memory uh, of Scripture and to bring that Scripture to mind and to hold every thought uh, captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And so you make a very good point, and that not only will help uh, Armando, but it helps you, you've said, the testimony, and Pastor Ed and Pastor Dave have reminded you of that, and that's a good reminder for us today and for for us to continue in the scriptures is so important and i know that the scriptures have really helped me in those times that i go throughout my day and and a scripture will come up so it isn't you know reading scripture just for academic lessons it is because it's alive it's spiritual food for us it helps us and it strengthens us so i really appreciate ben your your um your uh comments there i'm sorry your phone kind of broke up a little bit but hopefully Armando is listening, and Armando just memorize Scripture, all of us to memorize Scripture, the Word of God. That's what we need more than anything. Well, we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in northern Colorado. And so just uh, so um, so glad to be with you and um, and to be able to answer your questions. Let's go to Tammy in Fort Lupton. Tammy. Hi, Pastor. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I, my question is, and I, I've been doing like the daily, uh, daily scripture readings through the Bible in one year, I think. Um, and I've been on, um, first Samuel 19 and it's, where and I unfortunately I'm driving so I can't be okay. specific. Um, but it keeps talking about Saul and how he's going after David, David. and how an evil how an evil spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And I, I'm really struggling with that word, that verbiage, that that evil, because I don't think of the Lord as being evil. No, no. And what it's saying is, and, you know, in that chapter, as you just mentioned, it's speaking of how Saul, he he began to turn inwardly. Saul uh, became jealous and envious right. of David. And then it says that he wanted to kill David. He watched David. and And that is something that, you know, because I was doing my devotions in First Samuel not long ago, and I, I remember kind of reading that, and that came out, uh, that he observed David. He was jealous of him and then wanted him dead. And what happens is that envy and hatred and jealousy begins to eat away at him. So that was taking place. And then, you know, David escapes, you know, as you read verses 8 through 10, another attempt on his life. Um, and it says that a distressing spirit is is really what the, um, a good word for it is um, in the New King James, from the Lord came upon Saul. 
And so Saul had opened himself up to distressing spirits coming. Um, and he sat in his house with a spear in his hand. Uh, again, uh, Saul sought to pin David to the wall with that spear again. But it's all because of jealousy, all because of envy and a distressing spirit came. That's why we don't want to, it isn't like the Lord said, well, I think I'm just going to send this evil spirit to you, Saul. Saul opened his heart up to those things because of his sin, because he wanted to kill the Lord's anointed and um, and pin David to the wall. And that's why um, that was the problem with Saul. He opened himself up to, you know, the enemy coming in, really messing with his head and, and uh, coming upon him and bringing him down. And that's why we don't, we got to put on the whole armor of God. You know, it teaches us that. Um, and we are to make sure that we're not opening ourselves up to where um, we are, you know, because the enemy comes against us. He has a lot of tools, right? Um, yeah. He has a lot of arrows in his quiver, and he throws the fiery darts at us. And if we're one that we continue in unforgiveness and, and anger and bitterness and all of that, it just gives opportunity for the enemy to have a place. And that's why Paul in Ephesians, he writes, be angry, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place for the devil. And if we're ones, and I always go over that, particularly with couples, um, with with uh, other people that are just struggling with anger, with envy and jealousy, it just begins to eat away at you. You become angry. You Then it turns to wrath and you're given place to the devil. So it was this distressing spirit from the Lord that came upon Saul. He just really, he was very vulnerable to the distressing spirit. And um, and so, you know, it, it is a, a very sobering verse that we look at when we look at that thing that Saul opened himself up to that um, because he was coming against God's anointed. So that's the way I kind of looked at it. And I okay. know that doesn't answer everything, but there's some important things in that, and that is that we are to be forgiving. That's why the scripture says, put those things off. Put off anger, jealousy, wrath, you know, um, malice. You know what malice is? Yes. Malice when you sit there and wanting, do wanting about to harm it. or wanting to do harm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you sit I, there I, and, I guess, so basically, I just need to look at a different uh, version. So to speak, again, I just get the when they says an evil, an evil spirit of the Lord. It, it's not the devil that's coming after him. It's not. It's yeah. It's, so that's where I was struggling. Is it's not like the evil spirits that we deal with. He's lit, It's literally saying the evil spirit of the Lord. And I'm going. I don't see my Lord as being evil. <laughs> No, he's not, and he doesn't tempt us. And here's the thing, James says he doesn't tempt us to do evil. But I think that um, kind of way I look at it um, is that evil spirits are ready, more than ready, to attack when we are continuing to just open those doors of, you know, just bitterness and stuff. So, um, you know, the Lord doesn't tempt us to sin. He wants us to repent from sin. Um, He'll test us you know, testing of faith, but not to tempt us to sin, is what James says. Okay. Okay. Hopefully that helps a little bit. But yeah, Saul had it. 
Yeah, Saul had a just a tragic life when he and see that's the thing that's the danger of jealousy and envy. We see the ultimate example I think in Saul, you know, who watched David and then wanted him dead. And um and it's just it's bad news. It's just bad news when we go that direction. And you know, I always tell people we have no reason to be jealous or envious of anyone because God has something for us to do. And um right. and we are important to the Lord and he has a work for us to do. And but it can come into our lives and it can become very destructive if it continues to grow and give place for the devil to work, the enemy to work. Um and we don't want to do that. So hopefully that helps you out. It does. Thank you. I do appreciate chime. Thank you for taking my call. Um you and bet, you have Tammy. a amazing blessed day. You too, and keep reading your Bible. Uh, it blesses uh, me to hear you reading day. your Bible and and we'll try to answer any questions you have. So Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Nancy in Colorado Springs. Nancy? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to Calvary Live. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate that you take questions, um, maybe some of them sillier than others, but mine might be pretty basic. Um, if God is spirit, how does he sit on a throne in Revelation? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I've never considered that, you know, is, you know, and it's, you know, the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel in chapter 7 talks about the Ancient of Days on the throne. We see that as the Father. And then one like the Son of Man came before him, and uh, that's speaking of Jesus, of course, coming in the clouds, and his kingdom will be established. So how is it that God is spirit? We know God is spirit. He sits on a throne. He He is a person. So, you know, he's He's on a throne, um, even though he is spirit. And that's about the best I can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just trying to put this, uh, you know, if, if somebody were to ask me a question like that, I would want to know how to respond and I don't know how to respond to that question so yeah he is he is a person you know Trinity uh, one God and three persons Father Son and Holy Spirit we do know that no one has seen God at any time um, except the only begotten of the Son who you know remembered that it was Philip that said show us the Father Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the Father if you want to know what God is like the essence of God um, you know look at me but he is spirit he represents the Father perfectly. Um, he is one with the Father, but the Father is spirit, but he is a person. And so that's about as best as I can do. And, you know, here's the thing, Nancy, and you, I know you probably know this, but we don't fully understand everything because he's an infinite God. And um, he's so awesome and almighty. Uh, we have a hard time understanding everything. Um and that's one of the things that I never considered that, but that's a good question. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and thank you for your uh, your response to it. I appreciate it. You bet, Nancy. God bless you. Love hearing thank from you, you guys down there in Colorado Springs. So, all right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Call in number. Good question. Some of those questions I've never been asked before. And, and But the thing that I really enjoy is that people are reading their Bibles. They're wondering about these things. I may not always have the best answer for it, 
Uh, but I, I just love the fact that people are thinking and they're, you know, going through the scriptures and they're asking questions about, you know, Saul, asking questions about the throne of God, um, different things like that. And so I so appreciate it. So I got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, and somebody sent a text question to me, and they asked, "Is it okay to go to um, the parade for the avalanche? Should Christians be celebrating that? If you want to go celebrate the the avalanche, won the Stanley Cup, it's okay. Um, go ahead and go down there. Um, I I think that it's like anything else uh, that we do. Always keep the Lord the priority in every area of our lives." Um, I think that you can be a Christian and you can be really happy that the avalanche won. Uh, but, you know, the this, this sports isn't our God, little g. Uh, sports, um, the, you know, they won the Stanley Cup. And one of the things I was thinking about was, is that, you know, it's exciting when a, a sports team like Denver, we don't always see this, uh, they win the Stanley Cup. And I think that most of us uh, were cheering for them here in Colorado and um, to see them bring the cup home can be exciting. Just like when the Broncos won the Super Bowl or for you listeners in Atlanta, when they won the World Series, the Braves, those can be exciting times. But I, I do want to remind you of this, that there are rewards to be given to us, and those rewards are eternal. So um, next year it will be perhaps somebody else that wins the Stanley Cup or somebody else will win the Super Bowl or um, those kinds of things. And and those rewards are temporary. But to remind you of this, always keep in perspective that the Lord has rewards for us. And um, and the Lord wants to reward us for what we have done for Christ. Um, and we will all stand before the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. And those rewards that we receive are going to be eternal rewards and more precious than anything that we receive in this world. So as exciting as it is, um, I want to be working for the eternal rewards. I want to be uh, doing those things for Christ. Those things will last. And uh, but if you want to go in the meantime and help celebrate, you know that's that's between you and the Lord. And uh, just be careful because there's going to be a lot of people that are there. And again, congratulations to the Avs who won the Stanley Cup. Exciting, exciting for Colorado. Hey, let's go to Anne Marie in Colorado Springs. <laughs> Hi, Anne Marie. Hi. Go ahead. Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Yes. Yes. That was just. I'm just asking for prayer, um, to you know, for the nation, for um, America, for what's going on in Ukraine, and also my country, um, which um, is Jamaica. The violence, okay. the bloodshed, because it's like the enemy is trying to put a fear on us not to even socialize no more. You go out, you fear that somebody passed, shoots, you know, shoots. Right. And, you know, it's like, and then, you know, you want to go out because you've been locked away for, for since COVID. I know it's time for us to go, but we still have the fear. You in church. You know, yeah. I don't want to sit at any exit in church. You know, don't, that type of fear. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to go out for dinner because I'm like, oh, no, let's order in. And God is not fearful. I don't want that spirit on me. Yeah. And I realize that even what's going on, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like there is a, a bloodshed demon is released on people of all wow. color, all race. You know, 
Yeah. And the thing is, you know, it's interesting. You know, there is, we look at our cities, we look at the world that seems to be at a boiling point right now. And, you know, Jesus talked about that one of the signs of his coming is that there is going to be uh, lawlessness that will abound. And then also that the love of many will grow cold. And I think we're seeing that. That's one of the birth pangs that we're seeing. And as we get closer to the Lord, um, it, it's Paul would write in Anne-Marie, um, you're just uh, causing me to think of a couple things. Then Second Timothy chapter 3, he says that the last days will be perilous times. And there's only one other time in the New Testament that that word perilous is used. And that Matthew uses it to describe the demoniacs there in the Gadarenes. When he got in a boat and the disciples, he went to the area of uh, Gadara, and there two demoniacs came down. They were very fierce. And so that's the word. That's the word that is used uh, that Paul borrows, that the last days will be marked by perilous times. Men will become very fierce, misdirected love, counterfeits. There's going to be um, you know, persecution that's going to happen. So Paul describes it as well, and I think that we're seeing that today. And and so, you know, we want to be praying, and it is, it can be fearful. People are fearful to go out uh, because of it, and um, it's very concerning. Uh, so we want to pray for that. We're going to pray for our country. We're going to pray for our cities and pray for, you know, we see war. Um, and even as there's going to be wars and rumors of war, um, all these things taking place, and I can't wait for the Lord to come back when peace and righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea, as Isaiah tells us. So, Father, I just, as Mary Anne Marie calls, and she wants prayer, we pray for her country, Jamaica. I just pray for uh, an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, the cities in our country. We see the war in Ukraine. Um, Lord, it breaks our hearts. I know that the enemy is working overtime, and it is true what the Scripture says, that the last days will be perilous times and and fierce and, and a misdirected love and all these upheavals that we're seeing. But we come to you. We ask for your working. And, Lord, I know that the hope for this nation is an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that we as Christians, that we would stand true on the gospel and be light, and, Lord, that um, that you would work in Um, drawing us to you. We need you. We need you more than ever. So, Lord, we just look at these things. We don't want to have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind, as your word says. And, Lord, to uh, look to you and to have the love of Jesus Christ that we share with others. But, Lord, work it in our nation, in Jamaica, in Ukraine, uh, the war. We, We just, it's hard to know what to pray, but we pray it would come to an end. And, Lord, for us to look to you, um, because you are in control, and your kingdom is going to be established where we look forward to where peace and righteousness will cover the whole earth as waters cover the sea. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. You, God bless you. Thank you for calling. Always good. A couple calls from Colorado Springs. Love you guys down there. Spent a lot of time down there. My early days of ministry, and such a blessing to hear from you. Uh, I do want to get to Michelle in Denver. Michelle? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I just had a question. I just wanted to know if you can explain to me what is the white throne judgment? I mean, what happens in that? 
Yeah, it's a it's a good question. We read about the great white throne judgment um, in Revelation chapter twenty, and as um, we know that the book of Revelation in chapters six through nineteen tell us of that time that's called the tribulation period. Chapter nineteen explains to us and tells us about the return of Christ when Jesus Christ comes back literally and physically. Um, and he comes to this earth, he's going to establish his kingdom. Chapter 20 starts out telling us about the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And it's what I was talking about, that at that time, as the prophets of the Old Testament tell us that righteousness will cover the the the, the earth as waters cover the sea, well, he will rule and reign the nations during that thousand years. At the end of the thousand years, Satan is led out um, of... Um, you know, the bottomless pit, and there's one last rebellion. He crushes that rebellion. And then after the thousand years, it tells us that I saw a great white throne is what John writes, and the heavens fled away, and there's no place for them. So what's going to have happen is the heavens and the earth, as we now know it, are going to dissolve, as Peter says, in a fervent heat. And then what's going to be left is the great white throne judgment, and those of the unrighteous dead are going to stand at the great white throne judgment. That's another uh, term for unbelievers. And at the great white throne judgment, it says, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Um, so that is for the unbeliever that will stand at the great white throne judgment, and they will be cast in the outer darkness for all of eternity. It, it's very sobering to think of that, but that's the great white throne judgment. Now, we as believers, we will not stand at the great white throne judgment. We will stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. When Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Romans chapter 14, he says that we will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. In the Greek, it's the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. And we're going to stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ to be judged not for our sins. That's very important to understand. Because Jesus took the judgment for our sins. Amen? He took mm-hmm. the judgment for that. But we're going to be judged for what we have done for Christ to receive rewards. And Paul goes on to say, to be judged for what we have done in the body, whether good or bad. First Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that all of our works are going to be, are going to be um, judged by fire. In other words, is it wood, hay, and stubble? Or is it gold, silver, precious metals? And all the things that we have done for Christ are going to shine forth like precious metals and we'll be rewarded for them. So we as believers stand at the Beamer reward seat of Jesus Christ. The unbelievers at the after the millennium reign of Jesus Christ will be at the great white throne judgment where sentence will be given to them that they will be cast in the outer darkness for all eternity. And the thing to remember, because there's some popular teachings that are going throughout the church that you know um, that the lake of fire um, is not for eternity. It is for eternity. The Bible is very clear about that. Jesus even talked about eternal, um, you know, judgment that would come to the unbelievers, and um, and so it's you know to think about that. This is real, and that's what the great white throne is all about. Well, then, and I know my time is running out, but okay. Mm-hmm. So then, when the Bible says first death in the judgment so i don't understand mm-hmm. so what happens there i mean when you die yeah. but you wait until the 
millennium or yeah. are you getting judged right then what and the there? Bible, and, what, yeah, what the Bible is saying in that is in Hebrews that is counted once for man to die and then the judgment. Essentially what he's saying is there's no second choices. There's no reincarnation. There's no second chances. There's no purgatory. There's none of that stuff. So for the believer, the judgment's going to be the great white throne judgment. Again, not to be judged for our sins, but to be judged for rewards to be given to us. And the, when he wrote to the Corinthians, they understood that because they would stand at the Bema reward seat to receive prizes for you know the, the events that the athletes were in. So comes the judgment, the non-believers at the white throne judgment, believers at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. So you know, it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. So, um, you know, there's no second chances. There's no purgatory. There's no praying people out of purgatory. That's all man-made doctrine. Um, there's no second chance. There's no reincarnation, any of those things. And so that's why it's important to make a decision for Christ now. And um, and that's why we're told to go and witness and be a light to others. Um, so you hear the music. Good question, Michelle. Appreciate you calling. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Hey, had a great show today. God bless you. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. Have a great evening. Thank you, everybody who called in. And I really appreciate it. Keep reading your Bible. And God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.